This is Gray Man Media Content. Hey guys, it's Devin. Um, just want to let you know that today's Pod Daddies episode is actually primarily visual. Um, so you can go ahead and head on over to our YouTube channel, Gray Man Media Co., um, and watch the episode there. Um, if not, you can just listen to the episode, but you'll miss out on a lot. So go ahead and check us out on YouTube. Uh, give us a like and subscribe if you have time. Thanks. Hit the fucking button. Russian. You're pissing me off. Come on, Chewie. Oh, actually, that was pretty good. <laughs> How's it? Yo, mama. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Not, nope. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Pod Daddies. Leave I'm that Devin, in. Leave that in. That's John. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't even introduce ourselves in public without saying, welcome to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Listen, we literally just wrapped Wolf Takes a Bite. Okay, like 10 minutes ago. An episode, not the whole season. Well, that's what I mean. But it's also funny because I do introduce myself in public. You know, hey, I'm John Wolf and Wolf Takes a Bite. Here is my what the fuck. So that was just for fun, so you could move it. What? What? What is it? What's in the case, Devin? Oh, uh, do you know who Ad- Alfred Hitchcock is? Of course I know who Alfred Hitchcock is. He wrote the movie The Bird, directed the movie The Bird. So Alfred Hitchcock has this really cool thing. Um, he was describing the difference between surprise and suspense. Uh-huh. So we, like when you told me it was going to be at the end, but you're going to do this now? So No, no, no. Surprise is like... Uh, if something sudden happens and then you're surprised for a few seconds yeah and suspense is knowing something's going to happen but not knowing what's going to happen right and so there's half build up. movies so we'll open this up in a, at, at about the halfway mark oh shit yeah you know what's really fucking so dumb? we're doing suspense <laughs> really fucking dumb as I've been we've been in here setting up these lights and shit like that for the last what 25 minutes and I still didn't fucking notice this sitting here <laughs> that's what the surprise is surprise I have terrible spatial awareness today. But yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, try try your best to ignore the fact that there's something here that's going ninja. to happen. What are you talking about? I'm to- I'm doing what you said. I'm ignoring what you All said. Right, good. Yeah. Ignore okay. That. So you know where I'm going. Okay. Uh-huh. For sure. What do you What do you have? I know you have something. So Devin, I wanted to talk about um, some political issues because I, John Wolf. And running for president of the United States of America. Wow. But I need you to co-sign so I can get on the ballot. Absolutely not. Damn it. I'll be I'll be Republican, I'll be Democrat, whatever you want. I would not run <laughs> as either of those. If I was running, I would not run as either one of those. I mean I could be independent. I mean we won't win, but that's what I would that's what I would run as. I'm a ninja. Yeah. You're a ninja. Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about some interesting stuff in the car actually earlier, and uh, I forgot all about it. Yeah. Yeah, this is very typical when I get her. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't have anything. I, I did art recently. So this episode is, he's got shit playing. Okay, I don't know what's going on, at all. Canon. Um. <laughs> buy my mug. <laughs> Wolf takes a bite mug. Find out graymanmedico.com. Haven't got one for Pod Daddies yet. That's an idea, though. Yeah, I mean, we got to make merch for Pod Daddies eventually. But, I mean, it, right now, all it would be, because we don't have anything that's happened yet. So, right now, it would just be the logo. I feel very underprepared. 
You literally have content. I don't, I don't have about. a script. Okay, so. How, how's your week been? How's your, how's your it's week? It's been a rough week for me. Yeah. Yeah, why? Uh, mostly work. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's pretty typical. Hey, Devin, set up. Um, thank you. It's already been thirty minutes. Oh. I'm just gonna do this. This makes me this makes me a lot more comfortable. Um, listen, I wanted this to be to be casual. John's over here making it way more of a big deal. I just this is this is just more of a reason to spend more time with you. Doing stupid shit that we love to do. I mean, yeah. And as you'll find out later in the episode, extra credit, which is a segment of this show that we're doing. Me and John have a lot of creative ideas that we want to do, and we don't necessarily have a place to put them. Ergo, pod daddies, extra credit. Uh, that's the segment. Anyway, um, work. Yes. Um, so the biggest issue that I'm having currently is that, uh, and I feel comfortable saying this because the people who are involved do not listen to anything that I do, let alone um, this show specifically. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to name names or anything like that. I know the feeling. Um, there's a lot of extra things that I've taken on my plate um, in the hopes to obtain a position that I really think that, I, that I'd be good at. Um, it's a more of a leadership role than I currently have. And um, I'm taking on all these responsibilities, and then I find out, which I already have these sneaking suspicions anyway because of my own insecurities as a human being. Um, but I did not get invited to sit at the big table like this other person did. And so it's it's incredibly upsetting. Um, really pissing me off. All right. uh, so Just, will you grab my gun for me? Who no, 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 no. Who do I have to kill? Who do I have to kill, Devin? It's not like that. Who do I have to kill? At the end of the day, I I'll choke this. him out with a noodle and pretend it's a piano. Wire. I've said this a lot. It, it, it's look if if it's not me, if I'm not for if I'm not meant for that role, that's fine. I what, highly doubt it's that. What I don't like is being led on to believe that I'm I'm yeah. for this role and then not being invited to the table. That's happened many times for me as well in companies, and I think it's because people, specifically companies and management upper types. Even if you're in a role of management, whatever the reason may be, in my experience, they don't, they see an easy target because me and you, and I know you, very, very dedicated to doing good work and not really fighting for that extra mile, like verbally, at yeah. least. Oh, I don't. And you're right. that in itself <laughs> is what companies use as to their advantage. Like, hey, I could get him to do three times the work and I don't have to pay him anymore. Yeah, I don't. It's not like that. It's uh, listen. The people I work for are amazing. I really do love my job. They don't watch this, Devin. Be honest. I am being honest. Okay. I love my job, and I love the people I work for. I love the people above me. I love the people below me. Mm. I love people that below me too. Um. Go ahead. It, so it's not. It's not that. Um. It, it's it's a lot of. I I think I'm really good at the at the current role I'm in. And I'm concerned that I'm really good at that. And for whatever reason, they don't think I'd be good at the next role that I'd like to to obtain, but they don't want to lose me in my current role. So they're therefore stringing me along. You're literally irreplaceable at the point in your position. That's not true. That's that's simply not true. We are all replaceable very easily. That's just the nature of the I mean, if you quit, the they would replace live. you. 
Right. But you would, they would rather have you where you're at because you're better at what you're at than anyone else that they could put in that and position. And listen, there, there's an argument to be, to be made that, like, as of right now, there isn't someone necessarily who could replace me and do what I do. Someone can, for sure. You know what I mean? Cravemedico.com. Buy the t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it, this is a long about way of saying I... I, I've just had a, a rough week mentally um, dealing with. I had kind of felt that maybe even last week from you. Yeah, no, it was at the peak last week. So. Oh, that explains yeah. a lot. It partly, yeah. Again, oh. this is this is why I said outside. Like, listen, at the end of the day, like whether it was most uh, a majority of me or a majority of you, and some weeks it's it depends. Oh, I definitely. Had, the, I was having a rough week too. But the, at it. the end of the day, it's fifty-fifty. Like we both need to just we need to catch ourselves in those moments and be like, hey. There's something going on. That's cool. Let's let's reset. Let's let's yeah. what what should have been the correct uh, course of action, and I should have stepped up to do this. Is I should have just said, "Yo, let's scrap. Let's reset," because I wasn't in the right headspace. That's what I should have done. So, Fair enough. Apologies. No worries. And you know what? The thing is, and me already being on that crux, but you specifically getting on the verge of thirty, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you want to fight today? <laughs> That's what you want to no, happen. No, not at all, man. I, I, what I was saying is because this is what originally this show's idea's premise was: is that we're two men, we're dads, we're CEOs of a company. Well, there that, can only be one CEO. We're co-partners in a company. That's correct. in a business venture. Um, we're something. Uh, you know, Something. we're friends and, and we uh, we both have full time lives, jobs, families and the stresses of any other modern person. But the thing is, that's different is that, you know, we put a lot of on our plates. And I think that what a lot of people in our age group, specifically me just being past 30, you getting on the verge of 30, it's it, it's it's something that we we're experiencing and living in a world right now that is totally foreign to anybody previous. Because we live in the world of technology, we live in a world of um, extremist ideals, uh, the ideology that is currently circulating through uh, this cancel-ass culture, mm. and um, you know, modern feminism, and then the masculinity movement, and toxic masculinity movements, and, and political issues, and government distrust, and all this other stuff that's going on in, in our nation and in our time. For us being where we're at 20, 30 years ago, if we were, were if we were on the verge of 30, 30 years ago, we would be in a much better financial and secure headspace than we are now. The way we're having to struggle through this is just not understandable to a lot of people, specifically the younger generation who are coming up and probably watching this, or the, even the older generation who has been through a different time than us. I, th we're, I think we're just in at that weird transitional point generationally that it's making it very complex to try to convey these ideals in a way that is understandable to those different age groups because we're our struggles are everybody has struggles but our struggles are real and in a way that it is it's very hard to do what we're wanting to do without having like a mental breakdown daily i agree with a lot of what you said uh what i disagree with is um i think it's more of these are unique challenges but what's not unique about the situation is every I mean, it's first world problems. Yeah, yeah. But still, every generation in America has dealt with struggles at, at our age and you know where we are in life. And it, the, 
what I mean to say is that it's just different. I don't think that my situation is unique. In fact, quite the op opposite. I, I think that I probably fall into the category of the norm, uh, mostly. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily think that. However, I, what I do agree with is that there is a lot of challenges that have never been navigated before because of technology, the current political climate, uh, a lot of echo chambers, echo fears, yeah. like all that stuff. I, I, I agree with all that. And, and, and that's what I'm saying is like, it's, and that's what I'm the reason I wanted to bring it up in this because we're doing pod daddies today, which is great. And I, we don't really get to talk like this during the week no. because we're both busy doing other shit. Oh yeah. So much other shit. But it's like, it really kind of makes me think, and I've been thinking a lot in the last few years, whether, whether or not this structure, this architecture of the nuclear family dynamic and working nine to five and putting in all these hours to build a career, is that even really fucking the right move anymore? Like, to is, me it is. Is working for our company the move? We, we've like, talked about this Do I want to keep this kind of trajectory? Like, I don't think I do anymore we, we, i don't we've talked about this before and and for me it, it is what i want is to maximize my happiness i don't I, the thing the thing is is like unfortunately money is a part of that because ha money will not make you happy 100 percent. no it makes me miserable 100 percent. it may it does but not have make it me happy. Don't have it. um but what money does allow me to do is to have the means to do the things that i love ergo the three thousand dollar equipment that's sitting in front of us right now. That's fair. I wouldn't so be able to do that. Investments into future opportunities can include things like that. I'm not saying that working hard right now to gain the things or yeah. the property that we want for that is not the goal. But what I'm saying is the end goal going to be continuing into that most likely no social security, no retirement plan kind of future. You not have a 401k. Whether I have one or not is not the point. Uh, what I'm saying is eventually Social Security is going to disappear. Oh, I'm not counting Fact. on Social My My retirement uh, plans do not include Social Security. I also don't have a retirement plan. I, uh, John, please I let me help you. Spent it. Please let me help you. I spent it. You have a bunch of money. You have, have tons no money. of money. I have no money. You have tons of money in the form of home equity. Yeah, you own property. Barely. Yeah, no, you own property. And therefore, if... Let's say you hit the lottery of honestly. Of if somebody city came to inspect my house, it would be condemned. Stop! Stop what you're doing! It's stop derelict. what you're doing! Stop what you're doing! You're you're. It is derelict. Stop! Listen, I live in a shoebox. Listen, your property alone could end up being worth a lot of money. Let's say you hit the lottery of city development, and let's say that the city of Louisville decides to invest a bunch of money into your side of town. Your your property will rise in 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 what it's worth. And it is anyway, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed what the uh, the home market looks like, but I have because we're still in this fucking apartment. Uh, you so don't I know. Where I live though. Uh, no, Nobody I don't. Does. I don't. I don't want to live there. But like, if you look at the if you look at the history of the way cities work, the affluent areas of town tend to shift every couple decades. So over Portland used to be the hotspot. That's what I'm saying. Over time, you might end up. You know, it might be later in life, but who fucking cares? Like, as long as your your area of town doesn't degrade more than where it currently is, which I'm not saying is impossible, it is. But even still, the property value is still it's still there. There's nowhere so, to go but up. John. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say is you pick the worst spot on earth, and and there's nowhere to go but up. You're great. You're you're solid, baby. You're you're at rock Probably, solid. You're right. At least I don't live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn's actually very affluent now. It's it's really nice. It's come up. It's, it is. It All is. right. You know what I mean? Jersey, because that still sucks there. 
all I'm saying is, is that it's like one of those things I want to make sure that I, I guess maybe mentally I'm in a space where I'm not financially ready. No. But my mental will say this is like there. And that is that I realize the important things of life. It's not working. It's not making money because no. all that fucking sucks. I don't like going and being away from my family. That's the only fucking thing I want to do is be with my family 24-7, clinged on, like traveling the world, seeing shit, doing yep. things. Like that dynamic, that's the only thing that fucking matters. Make my own little village and let it travel. Like it could be my Native American blood in me or whatever it is, but I've never been really good at sitting still in one place for a long time. My job history shows that. Yeah. And it's not because of lack of skill, education or anything. It's because I'm just fucking mentally unstable. For that, you could, yeah, I was gonna say you could full stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm mentally stable. But listen, 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 but listen, you don't know what I mean. Listen, you know I, what I mean. I, I agree with you hundred percent, and like, uh, I, I just don't I, take bullshit. I don't want to do the every, this every single time. Like, I love, We're I not. love, I know. But what I really want to talk about is what you've got right there, and I believe you did that last night. Yeah, me, uh, me and Jess, my wife, um, to be, have suma, uh, suma kama, suma kalaide. What? Suma, Japanese for wife. Suma. My Japanese isn't that good. My Japanese isn't good either. You do watch more Demon Slayer than I do. What? What? I know you. It was a great movie. movie. I know it was really good. Motherfucker! (laughs) I know you went to go see it. It I went twice. What? (laughs) Fucking hate you. I saw that and I was like, Jess, look what he's doing. She's like, God damn it. It was really good. She wants to see it. She went to go see it with her friend. I just stayed home. The love uh, Hashira. She's like, you're not caught up, and I'm like, the love Hashira was naked. What? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like you didn't see anything, but she was naked. I like the flame Hashira. Oh, Rengoku. He's my favorite. He, yeah, he's really awesome. I love him. Taste tasty. <laughs> 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 Fucking full bed, full send. Anyway, anyway. Jinx again. God damn it! It's been all day. So uh, yeah, we decided to uh, go and drinks, get drinks and paint. Uh, and I thought of Devin while I was doing this a lot. Yeah. Have fun editing that. <laughs> so if you can see, there's uh, not only a UFO, but there's also Bigfoot. Yes. Uh, those were very difficult. Uh, Bigfoot had bright red feet and hands for a moment that looked like circles. And then I took those away. Uh, the UFO is an af- uh, after ad, but it was like literally the only thing I wanted to paint. And this was the design that everybody was kind of going for. So like, did you go do it? We did, did a paint set. Class? Paint okay. Sip. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. We did a paint set. That's cool. Um, I thought it was fun date. Uh, it's actually her idea. Like I had the idea before, but it was her idea in like a thing that she saw. Like, and I was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to do that. I have money that I can't spend. So I might as well go ahead and do that. So let's go do that. Because mm-hmm. I want, I tried to take her out every Saturday. Like I tried to make a date night at least once a week with her. Yep. Like that's hard, that, hard goal. Hey, and you know what? As somebody who's been in a committed relationship for almost a decade now, let me tell you, you can never stop dating. Fair. It's a, that's good on you, because me and Jessica are supposed to have date time every Monday, and uh, because of our financial situation, we can't. So it, well, trust you can me. just get the kids out of the house for a week, lay some flower petals on the floor, and fucking make your house dirty in a different way. Then I mean, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 that's yeah, nice yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a reason I have hardwood floors. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, easy cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm hiding behind the painting now. No, I see it. I see it hard. I see it hard. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so the um, everything Are went well. Are you going to readjust that focus when he moves this? It's already readjusted. Okay. 
Okay, so um, yeah, so like I said, um, the hardest thing I had to do was the galaxy thing up top. It didn't turn out how any like the main picture was supposed to look. This is a diff like this whole painting was done in a stippling technique, which is like a 3D pulling of the paint. Mm. It's very thick paint. So I had a lot of texture problems because I don't have a 3D mindset a lot of the times, especially when I'm working on a 2D medium. Now, when I work with like clay or when I work with like stone and I'm trying to do chisel stone or do masonry work, things like that, like, cause I've messed with that before. I've done clay work. I actually like clay work a lot. When I try to do all that stuff, um, okay, I wasn't done. When I try to do that kind of stuff, it's, um, it's like an inspiration. It's like, I have no skill. I don't practice this at all. Yeah, of course. And then somehow I could come up with this. For, like for, for, I've, I've never seen you paint anything. Good. I've never seen anything that you've ever That's painted in my entire life. That's the second paint I've ever done. It's incredibly good. That's the second one I've it, ever it's, done. It's very, very good. Outside of high school art class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second one I've ever done. I, I thought about doing it as a major, honestly, in school. Uh -huh. Like if I went to college. Yeah. That's just because I want to fuck around with paint yeah. or clay or whatever. Actually, I've, I've, always, I've always liked clay better. I just like the idea of working with my hands. Metallurgy. I've actually Make blades. Well, I've done that actually. Yeah. I, did I, I show you the you. knife that I made? I took a railroad spike that I found, and um, I knew a guy who's a blacksmith, mm -hmm. and he brought a forge out to this camp like festival thing I went to. He brought a portable metal forge, so we heated it up, and then I tanged it out and turned it into a curved blade, and then wrapped leather around the band. So I got a railroad spike knife that uh, still one of my favorite pieces I've ever made yeah. by hand today. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, your creativity uh, always astonishes me. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the woodworking I've done with yep. the wood burning. And some of it's good. Some of it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it depends how many hours or moments or minutes I decide to put into it. Sure. Um, four thoughts usually more than the actual project. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like right now, I've just got finished uh, rebuilding the bar in my garage. Um, I still have another piece to work out because I want a folding arm. Like, I want an extension that I can fold and let down, so I got to figure out how I'm going to hinge it. But uh, other than that, yeah. That's about all I got. Where are we at on time, Jessica? I've been rambling about myself, so No, please. I loved it. Thank you. No, Thank let's, you. let's move. That was good. Fucking Christ! As she falls face first into the desk. I'm falling apart today. You're at 21 minutes. Perfect timing. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Apart. All right, John. I'm going to open that up. This case looks familiar. It's mine. I had one like this. Didn't I tell you this? Is how, every time I see this, I, I tell bought you. this at a yard sale in Brandywine Subdivision when I was like so 17. So did I. And then I filled it with baby gear. Uh. Anyway. I'm trying to remember how to disarm a bomb. All right, if you could go ahead and pop those on, you need to turn them on. There's a power button. Bottom. Why, why, why all this for this? <laughs> so fucking extra. Got it on. All right. So uh, as you can see, the uh, the name of this extra credit thing is the sober not short. Oh, okay. So we're going from uh, so just transition here. So talking about my artistic ability. Now we're going into your medium of choice, which is a video, a video that you made for me that I've never seen before. This is. Um, I, I want I want you to watch it. I want you. I want to get your feedback. Um, I've sent this to about twenty people, um, and that shows in the YouTube views. 
Uh, <laughs> so I know they all watched it. Thank you very much. And they all gave me feedback. Um, so a lot of it was uh, stuff that I was aware of and things that I definitely want to change. Keep in mind, this is my very first, you know, short film. It's not quite film. film. It's not quite a short film because short films are usually like 30, 40 minutes. This is eight and a half minutes. Short films like seven. Nah, dude. No. Tens for sure. No way. Um, so, um, obviously, this is uh, the sober knot. Um, so, it's something. It, this is uh, very much a, a recreation of what it was like for me. It's a little bit dramatic. I feel like I've already picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can play uh, it. Am I going to cry? I hope not. Okay, I'm assuming you're going to lay this over, so I'm yeah. just going to comment right now. I already like where this is going. Cool effect on the eye closing. My little Steven Spielberg. When was that shot film? I haven't seen Rebel in this house forever. That was the 100 proof. I know. Oh, was that what I drank? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember. So this white noise that I'm hearing, is that just then like just the blocking of everything? Um yeah, I think you'll catch on to it. It it stops with that. Or there's more.
thoughts, John? What do you think, John? Do you like it? <laughs> That's too good. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very called out. <laughs> no, 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 no. What are you talking about? Oh my god, that's heavy. I know. Was, isn't that triggering? <laughs> yeah, dude. When I was working on it, it was so heavy. I mean, fuck, that was heavy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, it, um, let's start from the beginning. So, cinematography, it was very underlit. Yeah. Aside from that, yeah, I feel like that, even though it could be seen as a creative choice, could have been broader. As far as getting better contrast, even in the darker scenes. Yeah. Other than that, uh, the message was heavy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, really gives me a lot of insight into you. Yeah. That's yeah. personal shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, it, it was, um, it was very much drawn on inspiration. I was never to the point where I was taking shots in the morning before work. Um, so that oh, was fuck them. No, I was. Yeah. Well, I went to work and drink. There and when I used to work at like Waffle House and shit, dude, like I would be sitting at Waffle House at fucking like eight o'clock in the morning, like fuck this breakfast shit. I was trying to very oh much, you know, show. I I didn't want um I didn't want to show me as the character because I wanted whoever was watching to be able to imprint themselves, like project themselves as the character. Um, I know that yeah, like you in the hallway reminded me of like when I was on my kitchen floor. With a pizza in the oven, fell asleep. Yeah. Could have burned my shit down kind of scenario. Well, and the reason I wanted you, the reason I really wanted your opinion on this was because um, that moment, um, you know, with the with the gun and everything, that was... I didn't was, see the gun. That's, okay, so that was one of the comments I got was that, um, could you could you play it again? Just, just cue that part up. Um, that was one of the comments I got. The concern with me was, is I definitely wanted to show that scene more. What my concern was is if somebody reported it on YouTube, that they would take it down and well, I wouldn't it could be, be able seen to as a self harm thing. For exactly. Sure. So exactly. this would not be a YouTube video. This it would be is. a Sundance fist. Like if you were to light it properly and give that. Well, message, this is, this is V one. This should be Sundance. So, uh, if like, you could play it. So there he's, he handed me the shot. He hands me the gun. He's gone. Yeah, that was undertoned as far as like the blurriness. Yeah, I feel like it could. I was, and you can see even if it's just a shadow of him handing you a gun, or like a darkened scene. I think the blurriness kind of took away from that because I'd missed that. I thought it was a shot glass he was handing you. The first, the first scene he was handing me a shot glass. Yeah. So the reason I wanted you to see that, uh, and I wanted to talk about it with you, is uh, Christina was actually the one she texted me. She said, "Hey, I think that that scene with the gun needs to be a little bit more." You need to see the gun a little bit more. Yeah, because that's really deep. So you see yeah, he hands saw me that the part. shot, and then the second scene, he's... This part, I didn't see anything, and I think it's because of the backlighting. Yeah. Because the stairs overshadowed it. So, um, but anyway, she was like, and I told her, I was like, this is going on YouTube. This is V1, and if it does well and I feel like it, I'll make a, another one. I have loads of ideas for making more. Um, obviously, this is originally supposed to be a comic book, but, you know... I'm really kind of liking the direction this. No, point. this is very, very different direction. And yeah. in fact, I was gonna say this is like a fucking testament to fucking addicts all around. That's what it's supposed to be. I I remember coming to you when when both of us quit at at the beginning, and um, now I feel bad that I stopped quitting. Like no, 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 no don't, fuck don't. this. I quit again. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't please. Um, what? Well, I mean, quit if you want to. That's not what I'm saying. Sorry. Um, 
So, so we were talking about that, and I was worried about YouTube pulling it down if somebody commented on it or whatever. Um, but you, you were can show actually, guns on YouTube. There's you were channels. actually one of yeah, but the way it's shown, it's uh, you were actually on the phone with me. I believe we maybe even video called. I, you would probably remember more. Well, I remember our early pitches on it. Yeah. No, I mean when that happened. Oh yes, that that when that happened, right there, to me, uh, you were one of the people that I was talking to at the time. Um, and, and the thing is, that's uh, that's why that now even now knowing that it makes the video even heavier for me is that I am still like out of 20, 30 people I've known in the last you know ten years, I have like even just recently as this year talking somebody away from a fucking bullet. Yeah, and I'm like I've I've been depressed and I've under I've been through stuff like that, but I've never. I don't think I've ever been to that point. I've been, I've definitely, when I, when my first fiance and me broke up, I, I definitely put in a, an empty gun. I knew it was empty. I was double set sure about it, but I definitely just freaked out and did that to my head. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't have, I t- and I stayed away from guns for like a year and a half after that, you know, because I wanted to make sure I was right before I ever handled one again. But like, still, like the amount of people that are consistently doing that. And then that goes into like what I was talking about earlier, like this climate, this echo chamber we live in men marginally mm-hmm. have a higher suicide rate it's than not, women. Yeah. It's by a lot overall it's 75% more. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and in our age group. Yep. Specifically. Um, but anyway, um, that after that incident, that was actually, uh, it was like roughly a year before I even quit drinking, but that that week was the same week I joined r slash stop drinking. Um, and that's without that moment, I don't think I would have ever quit. Um, there was one moment that made me make the leap, but without that previous moment a year prior when that happened, I don't think I would have quit. That was your latching point. And then that's why I thought the, the stove and oven thing was, I guess it wasn't serious enough for me, but I only quit for what, 60 days. Yeah, I mean, but it was a good tolerance break or whatever. It definitely um, was. And I think it cut, definitely have cut back a lot. Yeah, you have. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for that. Um, but did I did I kind of... So when I was coming up with the idea for it and what I wanted to shoot, I was I had the idea I wanted to come across as very routine. I want... Because when, that, you're, when you're a heavy Oh, drinker, I got that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally feel like, God damn, this is my everyday 9 to 5. Jesus fuck. Yeah, exactly. And Get up, go to work, come home, do the same shit. And I, I wanted to show the party scenes because when you're in that life, it, it's not always bad. A lot of times you're having the time of your life, you know, but the thing is, it's fun till that next morning. The only thing I feel like you could have done that would really hit harder on that. Yeah. With some vomit scenes, like wrap yourself around a but fucking then I toilet would have had for to, the next Then I would have had day. to show myself and then, you know what I mean? You could fake a wretch. That, that, uh, yeah, but I would have had to show myself. No point of perspective. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And that could definitely be, you know, definitely part of, uh, you know, a second version of it. But I wanted to show, like, hey, like, there was a lot of times where this is fun. Because a lot of times when you're in that, when you're drunk a lot and you're going to parties and stuff, you're having fun. You don't recognize that it's a problem. And it's not until years later that you realize, oh, fuck, I've lost complete control of this. Um, And so I was... It's the days when you throw up only yellow. (laughs) It's the days where you're on the floor in the bathroom for, like, 10 hours at a time. It's the days when your eyes and fingernails turn yellow. Yeah. Yeah, your uh, jaundice. Yes. Yeah. Like that's that's those are those. I think those are like the real real bad cases, and those are the ones that could probably be shown in V two. But yeah. like that's 
that is a huge part of it because I mean, you realize that's what made me actually pull back from drinking. When you started saying you were going to quit, that's when I was like, I need to as well because like. I was getting to that point where I was like, even just drinking half a bottle of bourbon, which again, saying that out loud is yeah, kind yeah. of fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Drinking half a bottle of bourbon a night or a whole bottle or a fifth yeah. a night, like that's fucking excessive. Well, and Jessica, you can chime in here if you want, but I mean, me and you were finishing um, almost an entire fifth of Wild Turkey 101 every single night, if not two. If it was 100 proof, yes. it was like I half. think within a seven-day period, we might not drink one night out yeah. of seven days, and that was one on for a few months. And there were multiple times where we would finish the first bottle so fast, and we and the alcohol hadn't hit us yet, and we'd be like, hey, do you want a second bottle? I'll drive up to the liquor store. And we'd have another and half bottle. And we'd have another half bottle. bottle. Yeah. So we'd have one and a half bottles of one-on-one yeah. you know, every night. And um, so it was – it, and that was very advanced. Um, and I'm very lucky that I that I was able to – because when I quit, I didn't tell her and I didn't tell pretty much anybody. The two people I told was my assistant at the time and my direct supervisor because I was worried that, you know, because I read a lot of horror stories of people quitting and getting sick and shit. And I was like, I drink heavy. I, I don't know if I'll, you know what I mean? So. Um, apparently you could have drank a lot more. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Apparently I had a few more miles on me. <laughs> but uh, I, what about uh, Addiction, the alien? You know, it wasn't, it's not true to the original art that Shanda made for us, but we don't have a multi-million dollar VFX studio to Obviously. make that. And, and it honestly it gave me more of the silence vibe, like from Doctor Who. Like that's what the mask it reminds me of, the okay. silence will fall from Doctor Who. And that in itself is another subtextual tone to anybody who is into film or filmography or movies and TV. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Like, so the silence is an alien race that you can only see out of the corner eye. Mm. And when you, and it really speaks like addiction. Cause if you're not looking out of the corner of your eye at it, it's not there and you don't even know it's there. Oh, that's yeah. That's kind of a, an extra layer deep there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that's why I have it on my arm here too. So the silence will fall yeah. because 13 chances I've seen death in my life. So I got 13 hash marks, 13 times I've seen si the silence where I could have died Yeah, from various reasons, not just addiction right. issues, but whatever the case may be. But, but the point is, is that it's there yeah. and in, it's looming and it's always surrounding us. But if we're not looking directly at them, we can't see them. And, and yeah, that's a good point because when you're, when you're very much in the addiction, when you're sick, I mean, you, you don't can't realize. See you have no idea. And it takes an outside perspective to really tell you, like, hey, you got a fucking problem, bud. And uh, and I didn't really have anybody like that. I think most people were afraid to tell me. I think a lot of people knew I needed to quit, but most people were afraid to tell me. I only had maybe one or two people. Our actually, generation doesn't tell people to quit because they feel like it's not their place. No, know? and it's and a lot of times it's not. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta you know you know what I mean. Well, people have made a lot of jokes especially in the last 15 years about like it's been made a misnomer thing. Like it's been made like a comical thing on TV and TV shows about doing interventions. Yeah. It used oh, to yeah. be a real fucking thing. Yeah. Nobody does them anymore. And like, look, I, I want to takes that. Serious. I want to be very clear. I don't recommend sobriety to anyone. That's not my place. This is my personal experience. I recommend personal discretion. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When it comes it, to sobriety, it's all up to you. I don't, I'm not going to recommend sobriety. My problem with alcohol was my problem. It's not anybody else's problem. But I think they should, people should be open to hear concerns from other people. And, and it may take years to get somebody that you know that is addicted 
to anything. Yeah. It may take them years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It could take them their whole life and they may never fucking stop. But reminding them the right way consistently can make a difference because it is that little seed you're planting every time yeah. of just like, hey, maybe this would be different if you didn't do it this way. Or maybe this could have outcome differently. Like those little things make you start to realize self-actualization is a very difficult thing yeah. for people in general, especially in this day and age of 30 second clippings, like <laughs> self-actualization <laughs> is extremely rare. It takes spiritual awakening. It takes personal work and it's very impressive what you've done. Thank you. Um, the, the, I mean, our slash drinking was, uh, stop drinking. It was incredibly influential on me. Um, the, the people there, when I made my first post and I was talking about how I was scared to quit and because, you know, drinking was my entire personality and I didn't know who I was going to be without it. And you know, a lot of stuff, um, they, I had multiple people reach out to me and, and direct message me and, and talk to me and stuff. And, uh, they're a great group over there that I definitely recommend 110%, but that's kind of where the, um, the, I will not drink with you comes. I will not drink with you today comes from, um, which is a which mantra. It, yeah, the the whole I yeah. read that out for him because a lot of people don't know what that I is. I will not drink with you today, and that's exactly what it boils down to. I had I'm not gonna uh, I I'm definitely not gonna give too many details here because this isn't my thing to share. But someone reached out to me recently about a friend who is very 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 sick, and um, you know was asking me for advice. And for me, it it is very much two things you will not quit until you are ready to quit it doesn't matter what your friends That's and family true. want you to do until you, you are ready to, to rehab, but rehab yeah it doesn't their, matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um and the other thing is is that when, when you are an addict it is literally one day at a time and so i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow I, I might drink tomorrow. I have no fucking clue. But that's tomorrow's problem. Today, I'm not going to drink. And that's where that kind of saying comes from. I will not drink with you today. Is It's just one day at a time. You know, I've got like 590 days now. But I, I don't even remember how many days I have because it's just got to be today. It's it's all about conquering today. And I've been able to apply that to a lot of shit. In a few months, you're coming up on two years. Yeah. 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 By the time this comes out, I'll probably be at two years. Yeah. Um, so with that, I kind of wanted to share um, um, after this episode comes out, that video that you just watched will be public. You can watch that on the Gray Man Media channel. It's also on the channel that you're watching this on. Um, if you're on YouTube, if you're listening, then you know where to get it. Um, this is um, the brand that we're going to run with um, for merchandise. It's called Bricked. I like it. Um, bricked being kind of a play on like, you know, you're so fucked up. You're, you're, you know, you're bricked, like kind of like you brick your phone or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, it's like it. obviously very stylized. It's missing letters and stuff like that. Um, the Lego brick, uh, obviously. Um, and then this is one version. It's also a rough version. So, you know, whatever. 50% um, of all sales um, profit wise will go to the safe project. Uh, which is a national charity uh, that's involved with helping addicts. And it's not, this short was based on my experience. So obviously it's about alcohol, but the sober not is not just alcoholism. It is all addictions. And I hope to work with other addicts in the future to kind of share their story as well through the sober not character. That way people can also feel safe to share their story and it doesn't need to be personal. And I know I was originally supposed to be part of major part of this project. You still are. Sir, I was you saying still I are. want to be. Yeah. Like, I still, I know people and I've dealt with people, like I said, maybe as a point of, again, not a licensed therapist at all. Yeah, yeah. None of us are experts in any of this. Nothing. This is all anecdotal. <laughs> but we've all had those 
if a lot of people, I'll say all, but a lot of us have had those scenarios and those times in our life where we've contemplated those dark thoughts or made bad decisions and had dangerous ones and poor ones. And we may have lived through it, but that doesn't mean it's, you know, the right decision. But the thing is like, from my experience of dealing with people again, from an early age, I remember being in junior high school. I talked again, keeping anonymity a thing. I talked three different girls and four different guys in just junior high. I don't know what about me made that. Okay. Same. Why they wanted to tell me about it, but I, I talked to them away from suicide. I, I have like, the same on thing. the phone that moment <laughs> that it's day. Weird. It's weird, isn't it? Like, what is it? What I, are we doing? Something about our energy. You know, I'll draws tell you what it is. In, but because I, I was just talking to Shanda okay. about this. Sorry, no, I just wanted to. While you're still on that subject, I was actually just talking to Shanda about this, and I was like, I don't know what it is about me specifically, and she said it's because you're so open. And I, the same thing could be said about you, dude. It's because you're such an open individual. People feel comfortable talking to you. It's like. Know. I feel like the best advice I give is never to myself. It's always to other people. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. <laughs> I can give you the best advice in the world. And if you listen to it, you'll do great. But if I try to give myself advice, it fucking fails every yeah. time. But it's like one of those things is like, yeah, it's just definitely that I want to help people. And I was like, I can't stand it. Like I messaged recently, like I said, with a friend, I haven't talked to him in like 10 years. Something really bad happened to him and he's going through some shit and like several nights in a row. Versus, you know, spending time with my family or whatever the case of like, hey, I got to talk to this guy. I, he was he was, you know, chambered and ready to fucking pull. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's several different things. I think he's to a point where he's starting to cope with it better. But just getting past that night, just getting past that moment, just getting past that day makes a difference in the world. Because, yeah, you may just be finding an easy way out, whatever the case may be, whether it be through your addiction or whether it be through a faster method. But it is very important to know that there are people that care and it's never the people you think that care it's always the people that you think they're going to answer you or aren't going to pick up the phone or you have not talked to in 20 30 years people will care about you there is definitely somebody who's going to miss you being gone so just thinking about death in that way is not healthy and you should reach out to people and you will find out a lot of the people you thought were your friends are not your friends and I want you to really know this. If you're listening to this and you have issues with this, there's people and phone numbers that you can call that can help you. Yep. So please use those sources because even if it's just a stranger, just to talk for a minute, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, overall, I was just, um, you know, I'm just showcasing my own experience. Obviously, this isn't everybody's experience. Um, and, you know, filming it was difficult. Editing it was even harder. Um, definitely wanted to, I wanted to control, uh, the, all the sound, um, and the that threw me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. What? As an editor note that threw me for a loop at the beginning. It's just the amount of white noise. So the, I understand the purpose behind it. Yeah. The, obviously analytically, this is, but this I feel like it threw first, me for a loop. This is first, you know, project ever of, of something of this you know, kind of thing. I'm not trying to be overcritical. No, 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 please. I, I want, I if want you your, wanted editor knows how I can give you that. I want seat. your input. Um, it, it, but it, like I said, it is my first project that I've ever done in this style. Everything else has been skate videos or podcasts. You know what I mean? Um, no, it's definitely a lot more of a different take. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a complete departure from everything. It's we've like ever M. Night done before. M night Shyamalan trying to do fucking, um, a, a comedy with like cat and hat. Like it's just not his style, but yeah. I'm sure it would look interesting. Yeah. Um, this is definitely, I want to do more stuff like this, not necessarily sober, not, although I'm open to it, but you know, more just again, just like you were talking about, we've never filmed skits or anything Short like that. And that's Sundance yeah. film stuff. I mean, I'm, 
YouTube and what it is like in TikTok and everything like that has changed the whole dynamic of what people are intaking as far as content goes. Yeah. A lot of it's garbage. Yeah. Sorry. It's just garbage. A lot of the stuff y'all are putting out are fucking dumb. But I want to say that there is still. You should, you know what? You should join the Louisville Film Society. I'm on that page. No, I'm not. I'm, again, I want to be very clear. This isn't something. I'm not. I wanted to tell my story. That was literally it. This is the beginning of all filmmakers. This is what film was supposed to be. is a storytelling method. Yeah, I, I got you. I understand. Um, not contrived copying of comic books. The goal of this is supposed to be... I, if this helps one person sober up that sees it, it'll it'll be worth it. That's the whole point of it. It doesn't... it. It's not anything that I like necessarily want to do. I, I'm not trying to like make movies or anything like that. I'm simply trying to take something, an idea that I had that I shared with you almost two years now ago, um, that I started to kind of get off the ground, and then and then it c- came to a complete standstill. If I'm being perfectly honest, and I haven't been able to do anything with it. And then we have this camera, and I need practice using this camera, and I need practice working with this type of footage, and I needed something to work with. And I was like, okay, how can I turn what was supposed to be a comic book and episodic kind of storytelling thing that would happen over a hundred episodes into a small eight minute little digestible video that still gets the point across. And the whole point of the white noise and all that stuff is because when you, I don't know about you, but when I was waking up and maybe not necessarily like throwing up hungover, but even just like, you're so foggy every fucking no, day. I, like and I, said, I understand the point. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And you're completely like even sober driving home and stuff. It's still so it's so blurry and everything's monotonous and it's just a, and, and it's, it only fuels the fire, right? You, you just can't wait to get home and drink again. So something's interesting again, because this sucks. And when you're drinking or any kind of addiction, I imagine um, you're only making it worse every time that you do it. Ultimately um, there's a case to be made that you can do things in, in, you know, small quantities and everything's fine. But at the end of the day, there's no alcohol gene. Everyone has the potential to be an alcoholic. There's a reason a large portion of the Native American population is addicted to alcohol because it was brought and taught. It is an addictive substance. Yeah, it's a poison. It's literally a poison. It is. Yeah, it's quite literally a poison. Absolutely. And, and you know, again, I'm I'm not suggesting sobriety to literally anyone. If that's what you need to do for yourself, then that's great. I think you should do it. But I, I'm not going to sit here and get on some kind of pedestal and tell everybody to be sober. Do whatever you want, dude. This life is short as fuck. Just drink Monster. <laughs> that shit's poison, too. <laughs> I mean, it's still better than that. Though. But but overall, what'd you think? Uh, uh, how did I do? Did I convey the message? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, other than the only things I would have, as a viewer, would have liked to see things hit harder would have been your keynote scenes to be more in picture. Even though you can still give that blurry, drowsy vibe to it. But, I mean, I feel like those, I just would like have seen a little bit more detail. Like, I missed the gun scene. I wish that would have, I would have caught that. Scared of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, um, I talked to Christina about potentially doing maybe a, a longer version of that edit um, for the whole thing and releasing it on the website. Because then we, one or the other, I don't yeah, have I don't to worry care. about anybody. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? And then um, the only other thing I was like, I don't know how many times you shot the Tylenol scene. I wanted to say that was very well shot. About um, three or four times. I was going to say, I like, I like it. Yeah. Like I liked the first person to the third person, but the, th- but if you wanted to just keep it all from your POI, mm-hmm. 
uh, I think that you could have creatively really done. I think you would have had more fun, at least knowing you a lot more fun creatively figuring out how to shoot a POI for the, uh, for those scenes of taking a pill or throwing up like those kind of things that are just really pointed perspective for something that is again, trying to embellish your perspective of your accounts and what's happening. Now the, the eye closing thing, I, I, I kind of saw it coming, but I also like I liked how you did it. Yeah. But I feel like again, contrasting would have been better with the backlighting with a harder for the shuttering. Yeah, I mean everything's supposed to be a blur. But that's right? just analytical. Like that's your first time shooting something like that. And like yeah. I'm not saying I would have shot it better or edited it better. I'm not saying I could have. But I'm just saying like from an outside perspective, yeah. That somebody who actually I love indie films. Like yeah. I love this kind of stuff. Like I have watched this shit religiously yeah. and I love it. That's why I'm part of Louisville Film Society. And I think that even just taking that first step into that creative nomature is a huge thing. And I think that it is should be you know, any criticism is good criticism. Yeah. Oh. What I, was your favorite scene, John? Um, the first time, honestly, that I saw the alien pop up. Like when when you first got that glimpse, but it was just it was just blue, and there is just a face that was distorted. Yeah. That really rang into me. I saw your head tilt, and I was like, <laughs> "Got it." Yeah. That was the, literally the exact reaction. That, that was I the wanted. one. Yeah. That was the one because I was like, the, "Wait, what?" No, I was like, "I knew where this was going, but I didn't know where this was going." That was originally supposed to be like a thirty second shot, and that was a creative thing that I made a decision to do in edit. Uh, but that, when that's when it. I got quiet and I was like, I'm fucking in. Yeah. Like I'm sucked. Oh, in. there's more to this. <laughs> yeah. There's this, this isn't just, this isn't just like, Oh, this asshole's drinking. Cause I was just talking and, and I was like, Oh shit. Wait, hold on. Yeah. And then I started getting fidgety. I noticed that too. I did too. I, I, did too. I, noticed it. I got very fidgety during that. And then I was just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> like, that's just the only thing that was going through my mind. I was like, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that scene right there. When you first saw that different face, I was like, how many times have I seen that and just not fucking realized like that different fucking thing on your shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. No. And I appreciate, I, I, I really do appreciate the, the notes again. Like I said, this may, I may, may never touch this project ever again. It, the likelihood of that. I think is, you should. I think you do yourself a disservice if you didn't. I understand. And a lot of people have said that also, but I don't know. It was very difficult. It was very taxing on me. Oh, I'm sure. It was very taxing. This was three weeks or so of work. And now and that I know what you're doing, I would love, like, from because from a camera out perspective, I've, you know, I've, I've, I like being the good guy behind the camera and shooting angles, and I've done that's what I like that kind do. of stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I don't want to do. Like, I want to do this, but everything else, I don't, I don't want to be a star or anything. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you gotta be. Yeah. Uh huh. I see. But I, I, uh, the, I want to co-direct something with you is what I'm saying. I would like I wanna, to do an extra, an extra this layer is, to a project. This is why I want Maybe not this project, but another project. This is why it was important for me to get this done for you was to be like, I, cause I know you have a lot of creative ideas and all of your stuff has been centered around comedy. Yeah. This was and honestly, I'm not good at that. And this, this <laughs> was me, serious. this was me letting you know, like, I'm totally cool and down to do more serious stuff. If you want to get dark, I'll get dark. It doesn't necessarily need to be dark, but it doesn't need to be funny I'll be Johnny all the time. Darko. I'm ready but that's, for it. That's what the point of this show is to be, is for us to have an excuse to do fun little small projects that we can do that we don't have any. I couldn't post that on Wolf Takes Bite. No. That doesn't nothing no, to do with it. what's going on. You know what I mean? 
I will say this: your storyboarding is better than what I could do. Like if I, if I had a storyboard to go off of, I, I could think of how the shots would go. Mm-hmm. But your your idea on your storyboarding, your your layout of scripting for for skits, sketches, short films, whatever the case may be, that is something is definitely a skill I don't have. Yep. Comedy, I rely on you mostly to know if I'm doing a good job. <laughs> so honestly, there's not much I can really input other than just technical aspects. Yeah. And I and think if I can help in that, then I would feel accomplished in that manner as well. So, I mean, I do have an idea for uh, something funny that, that we could do. Uh, that's very much a, you know. I still think we should still do Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Night kitchen nightmares. Yeah, no, I or think it'd be a good parody idea. of that. I yeah. think that'd be funny. I, I've got, I've got a pretty good idea that I think you'll enjoy as well. I don't want to spoil anything. Anyway, that's extra credit. That's part of what we're doing with this show is is we're we're doing extra shit. You can find that if you want to watch that entire video uh, on its own without John's reaction um, or this episode or whatever. Ugly face out of there. You can uh, you can watch that on the YouTube channel. It's live at the same time that this uh, video is live. If you're listening, you can go there and check it out. Um, and if you want to, you can pick up uh, some bricked merch. Again, fifty percent of all profits go to the Safe Project. I'm gonna go get one now. Uh, <laughs> we, it's not obviously not live yet, but uh, I'm gonna go get one right now. There's gonna be go live. We'll have a couple different styles for. Well, yeah, we're not. This from. is one style. Cool. I'm gonna need a few months to save the money anyway because I spend too much on alcohol. So, <laughs> yeah, I've saved like seventeen thousand dollars, and that's on the low end. I've saved seventeen dollars. <laughs> anyway, that's Pod Daddies. That was this. That was this month's episode of Pod Daddies. I'm excited for next month because I know we're gonna a little more serious. You know what? Show some love for the show. Because if we can make this a bi-weekly thing, I mean, this just opens up even we more. We will. Yeah, we will do it. Yeah. 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 Come up with a, come to us with some ideas. and Yeah. yeah. I mean, I started this uh, on a very funny note, so now we're ending on a serious note. Now I'm a little awkward. Hey, John, what's the last joke of the day? <clears throat> All right, so this guy, right, is walking into the woods with this young boy. This <laughs> just, oh, God, where are we going with this? He's walking in the woods with this young boy, and the boy starts to become scared. He's like, it's really dark in here, and I'm really scared. And the young and the man looks at the young boy and says, I know. How do you think I feel? I got to walk out of here alone. Like this and is, subscribe. This has been Pod Daddy. See you guys on the next one. <laughs>